And that's why I believe in you because that is the greatest purpose. It's to love. Honest. It's to, it sounds corny. Whatever you want to say, I don't care. I love people because there is freedom and power in loving people. Hello, all you positive heads out there. Thanks for tuning your beautiful brainwaves into another episode of the Positive Head Podcast, where we have the crazy belief that creating success and happiness is a daily conscious effort, which is why we provide you with a fresh serving of soul food for thought five days a week. I'm your host, Brandon Beecham, and each and every Wednesday, you can tune in to hear me interview a different consciousness changemaker that is out there working tirelessly to help catalyze change and expand awareness all across Spaceship Earth. On the other four weekdays, you can tune in to myself and my co-host, Dalian, giving interpretations of our favorite thought-provoking quotes, sharing a bit of inspiring or mysterious news, taking questions from the audience, and digging into any other mind-expansive topics that will help keep your soul fed by tuning you in to positive vibrations on a regular basis. Also, this Positive Head podcast is definitely a labor of love for Dalian and I, but make no mistake, it takes a lot of time, energy, and resources to produce five episodes each and every week for you, our listeners. So if you enjoy the Positive Head podcast, it would be stellar and much appreciated if you showed us your support at PositiveHead.com by picking up one of our unique Positive Head bracelets. Of course, you would most certainly be helping yourself in the process because it functions as much more than just another stylish accessory. And if you haven't ever seen one, they're really cool, simple little bracelets with our Flower of Life Sacred Geometry inspired logo. They're actually made out of recycled tires and metal, so our intention is, of course, to do something positive by giving new life to previously discarded goods. And as far as their functionality goes, they act as a daily reminder to help you focus on the positive aspects of your daily life. The concept was actually inspired by studies that you can read about on our our website. But besides that, many people believe just wearing something with sacred geometry is empowering in and of itself, uh, which you can also read about on our site. And of course, as the Buddha once famously said, what you think you become. So we believe having something on your wrist that reminds you to keep a positive head the same way a Fitbit reminds you to keep active makes a whole lot of sense. Of course, we charge way less than Fitbit for helping you to manage your mental health because we let you name your price for your positive head bracelet. The reason we do that is because our heartfelt intention is to spread the positivity at all costs, first and foremost. That is our primary aim. And we don't ever want money to stand in the way of somebody wearing one. So if money is super tight and you want to pay as low as our cost to get one, no problem. On the flip side, if you love our podcast and just hit the lotto and want to show us your support by paying a million dollars for one, well, that won't hurt our feelings much either, I assure you. All right, all you positive heads, welcome back to another episode of the Positive Head Podcast. I am your host, Brandon Beecham. I've got my co-host, i got my co-host, Dalian, here with me. <laughs> What's up, Dalian? Hi. Am I live and on the air? Well, you're not live. You're recording, but I suppose oh. it's sort of live. Well, yeah, you're live here with me now, so yes. <laughs> oh, I see. Is my mic turned up, though? Yes, I didn't do a sound check. I oh. did. I see. You are all good, my friend. Oh, this is not my first rodeo. I'm being being recorded in an everything. An everything. Huh? Ah, yeah. What's new? What's 
What's happening, Dalian? What's happening? You got oh, some uh, stories? Just life. Some mysteriousness for yeah. us today? Just wonder, mysteriousness. Mysterious wonder. Mysteriousness? Is that even a word? It is now. Well, yeah, it's a mysterious word. Um, yeah, all kinds of wonderful things going well, on out there. Before you get into the story, I do want to say uh, we created a, uh, a group of Positive Heads Unite and it is uh, at the encouragement of several of our listeners, a place where you can mix it up and talk about episodes, talk about topics, talk about anything magical, inspirational that you would like. Um, so please, guys, go um, find it, join it, contribute, put in your two cents conversation. Um, yeah, I'm excited to to uh, kind of have that out there. It's just uh, just put it together a couple days ago. So search positive heads unite and you should be able to find the group and uh yeah yes fun stuff we will do all those things that we said that we would do that we've uh dropped clues about here and there we will eventually have i'm I'm pretty sure we will but uh some sort of message board on the site and other ways to connect yeah it's a great Um, it's a great kind of way for people to start connecting that want to connect uh other listeners or you know just anyone in general to talk about the similar subjects uh on the show and yeah ultimately positivehead.com will be getting a revamp in the coming months uh where it's more interactive so we're excited about that yes i am um actually looking forward to dropping on that facebook page and uh, perhaps engaging in uh you know conversation with someone answering a question replying to a post um because we're not really preachy, so we're not going to go on there and, and start telling people what to believe. And I think that's maybe part of what you will get into here in a, in a few minutes. But it, it's in our nature to discuss the things that we're interested in and to sort of put it out there going like, other people resonate with this too, right? Wink, wink, hint. But, uh, you know, we're not, we can't, we just can't go at it from the you know point of view of like, oh, hey, Everyone, here's the latest morsel of information that you need to put in your brains that you need to believe in. Well, yeah, we're all exploring this stuff together. You and I are just passionate about these topics. And of course, you know, that's what this podcast is all about. So people, that's a great thing is no one forces you to listen to a podcast and no one forces you to (laughs) check out a Facebook group. Uh, And, uh, you know, people- But we invite you to. But we invite you to. So what do you got in a ways of a mysterious story of the day? Well, Mysterious story of the day. Cue the sound effects. Oh, okay. I will go ahead and cue the sound okay. effects. But today, the story is really much more of an uplifting, feel-good, positive, uh, fuzzy, warm and fuzzy story. Oh, cool. Yeah. And it's actually a really cool one that I'm going to have to put up the video, Brandon, to um, the story. The story is based on, um, I suppose you could say it's based on a clip. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's based on the research of psychologist Arthur Aaron. Mm-hmm. Um, who is actually, I believe, a proponent of um, eye gazing. Ah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, eye gazing is something we've talked about before. Mm-hmm. Well, this is um, a powerful four-minute eye gazing experiment uh, with refugees in Europe. I think this was done in, uh, or uh, in part, organized by Amnesty Poland. So there being um, a big refugee crisis Mm -hmm. Uh, where a lot of refugees, of course, are streaming into Europe. It's become a thing these last few months. uh, And Europeans, on the one hand, very willing to, uh, you know, in particular countries like Germany, big countries with a lot of resources that are very, in in, in a fashion, 
you know, very willing to open their borders. Yeah. But there's also some degree of xenophobia and some degree of, you know, resistance sure. Sure. as well. Right. So, yeah. So the experiment is fascinating because it's um, perhaps like others, similar ones that you've seen. It's people in, you know, a space that's been prepared for them to sit face to face and observe each other uh, in silence, no talking. But uh, it's just like a short video. I guess these people were instructed to, you know, try and just hold their gaze for, you know, up to four minutes, right? Mm-hmm. And I believe it's Dr. Aaron who's featured at some point in the video. They don't actually say, but um, um, these people are, of course, sit- seated in pairs and, you know, they'll have a couple of children looking at each other. Um, people of roughly, I think, similar ages or mm-hmm. so. But, uh, I mean, just watching the clip, Brandon, it's so obvious what's taking place one of the people is a woman wearing the, I guess it's the hijib or the traditional head garb, right? Um, right. And um, she uh, finds it very hard to hold the gaze of the person across from her because she's been through a lot, apparently. So she starts crying. It's wow. like she can't help but cry, right? Wow, yeah. And it's just very moving. But of course, the other people are, you can see the emotion in their face. And at first, you know, some of the people try and, you know, have sort of like a, you know, impassive sort of you know right expression they try and face. keep the uh, the wall up in spite of this act that does nothing but dissolve walls for any of you who haven't ever eye gazed it's an intense experience it's super super intimate to eye gaze and you know i've heard it said before um what is it it's something to the effect of when when you gaze at someone you know even in passing for too long the 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 awkward confrontation of the soul or something. So people will look away because you're like literally staring into someone's soul when, and, and when, when you actually consciously, I remember at Burning Man in 2005, my first burn, uh, I went to an eye gazing class and it was really, really cool because, uh, there's a lot of people I ended up getting paired up with the, the guy actually, um, conducting the thing and he had you know what we did was stare and try and read each other even though we were all strangers and uh, he had some really cool insight into who I was and that you know and then I ended up pairing up with someone who I ended up you know connecting with and spending a bunch of time with while I was there and it's just it's a very intimate uh, experience I recommend do it with a family friend stranger anyone and uh, it instantly dissolves all barriers and in, in sort of difference and you realize you're connecting with the soul and, and the, the sameness just comes to the surface indeed so yeah I thought the story was so cool because the article on collective evolution Brandon Goes into a little bit more detail regarding what's taking place here. It, um, you know, talks a little bit more about um, eye gazing in general and this particular bit of uh, social, uh, I suppose you could say a social experiment, right? Yeah. But uh, it's really even beyond an experiment. Like like, like you said, I would agree. And it, I haven't participated in something quite dedicated like an eye gazing session, but I know exactly what you're talking about because I've had my own experiences with that, with how powerful uh, the the eyes and you know holding each other's gaze can be so I think it, I think it's definitely something that we should maybe just start engaging in as a practice like we don't need to necessarily research it so much to see what all it's the effects so are easy just do it yeah and it's one of those things too where a lot of people will have experiences of like I mean just it can get pretty sort of uh, paranormal I guess you can say at times not always but certainly people where they've had the experiences of um you know seeing uh you know other faces kind of appear or you know 
get information, you know, downloaded about that person or past lives or, you know, it makes me think once again, we just referenced Jordan Lejuan's uh, interview from High Existence, uh, you know, it's been almost a year ago, but that podcast is fascinating. Of course, he was, there were some psychedelics involved, but he had a fascinating experience where he was eye gazing with a friend, uh, uh, you know, on this um, substance and, and they literally sat there and just saw all these different past lives of each other. They would like morph into them. And uh, that's taken it to a whole nother level, but I've heard experiences of people having some pretty profound connections and kind of, um, you know, things start, things can start when you start staring like that, things can start like shifting very quickly and you realize how malleable this reality is, you know? I love it. I love how wonderful it is that you can do all this and, uh, you know, just have these crazy awesome experiences with, for example, no drugs. If you want a yeah. very psych- totally. highly psychedelic experience with no drugs, if you want to develop your psychic muscle with like no prior knowledge or experience or getting into anything too weird, use this. You yeah. know, if you want to engage in some meditative practice, try this. If you want to, yeah, if you want to, you know, have some sort of uh, esoteric experience, do this. There's so many different sort of angles to how you can approach Com- it. Yeah, combine it with some, you know, deep breathing exercises. Uh, and who knows where you'll go. <laughs> All right, moving right along, I would like to move into a positive pondering breakdown of the day. And today's quote is by none other than the Buddha. And the quote is, do not ask the world to change, change yourself. This is such a profound statement and one that I think everyone can relate to who's gone through personal development and personal growth as you sort of come alive and come awake and remember who and what you truly are. It's such an exciting time in personal development and growth and self-growth. And so many people are going through it at this moment in, in time on our planet. And it's, um, it can also be a little, um, you know, offsetting or it, it, it sort of shakes everything in your world as you start to realize that you're one with the source that created all things and essentially the divine being in the physical who is remembering your true birthright. You're one with the abundance, the source of all that created it all. You're it. You have it all at your disposal. This is an exciting time. And what many of us do, I know I did this. <laughs> I got so excited about it. I would talk to anyone who would listen. And of course, you have people who are very receptive, but you have people who are not so receptive. I can think of my own father, for example, a very conservative Christian and love him dearly, but just it's not getting through. And, you know, so many times I've tried to sort of beat it into his head. This is where it's at. You're missing the boat. This is why your fear-based, you know, perspective on reality is harming you and harming others and look at this don't you see it can't you understand can't you see can't you feel it no he can't (laughs) it's not where he's at in his development and the important lesson in that is for us all as we begin to remember and reconnect and and come online so to speak uh and in our own spirituality and understanding of the ultimate nature of reality is you're not here to change the world or others or those around you you may you can you can be yourself and put things out there to the world in a passive way perhaps or in a in a way that allows people to gravitate towards it but putting shoving anything down anyone's throat is not helping them it's not helping you the the number one way to change anything 
in this world is by changing yourself because you're a, you're an inextricable part of this world. You are a a drop in the ocean, and by changing that drop, you change part of the ocean and allow the other drops to find their own time and place. You can you can you can certainly put yourself out there to help and guide, but don't seek to to aggressively change anyone or anything around you allow them to be and understand the perfection of where they're at in their own journey back to self-realization and discovery it's a very very important uh piece for us all to understand you know Rumi said yesterday i was clever so i wanted to change the world today i am wise so i'm changing myself i believe i believe this is a very wise statement indeed Changing ourselves is the best contribution any of us can make to this planet. So what I would like to do to sort of take this a step further is bring in a clip from Carolyn Miss, who has written several uh, fascinating books, Sacred Contracts and others, and stuff about archetypes. Um, and this particular uh, talk i found on a youtube page by a guy named david smith and it's titled using archetypes to explore personal and global change let's listen to carolyn talk about this topic and i've said this you know many times in other lectures but with the emphasis that i'm going to say now um we really are living in changing times. Now, that's, you know, you'd have to be blind not to see that. You have to be numb not to see that. But the important thing, the crucial thing, is to understand how things are changing and why they're changing. It's one thing to say there's a lot of chaos out there. It's another to kind of grasp what is the meaning of all of this chaos. And now we're talking about exactly what we're going to be talking about, which is the capacity to understand it at an archetypal level. So one of the ways that I teach, and if you, oh, wait a minute, I can't see anything. If you look at the, if you've joined me in, in reflections, you know that this is an image that I use, which is the uh, apartment building. And it really is a very, very effective way to point out, here's the penthouse, okay? To point out the way consciousness works. And that's that every one of us lives in a building. We, we are a building. And in our building, each of us, a building has numerous floors. And really, when you think of it, it's really quite phenomenal. If, if you think about people living in a building, everybody living on the different floors has the, a different view of reality in the same building. Although you have the same address. But not one of you sees the same view, depending on the floor you live on. So for some of you, you have an ocean view. For others, you don't see an ocean at all. So far as you're concerned, there is no ocean. If you have the first floor, there is no ocean. If you have the penthouse, you see an ocean and the sky and a wide, huge view of what the world looks like. But if you ask someone on the first floor, 
do you live near the ocean? They would have to say no. I never see the ocean. But it's the same address. So it's a really fascinating truth to understand that within you, you have all of these floors of consciousness, of perception, and that every time you go up a floor, every way that you see the world around you does change. Everything changes, everything. And what's also true is just like in a building, the rent gets higher. <laughs> of the next floor is more expensive, the taxes are higher. It costs more money to live at a higher level. It's just more expensive. It's more expensive on your inside. The price that you're paying is an interior cost. That you pay on the inside. And you also pay with your neighbors because more and more the higher you go, the less your neighbors want to know about all that you see. They're not interested in you coming down and saying, oh my God, you know, now that I'm on the sixth floor, I just happened to notice that there's actually these gorgeous sunsets and there's a mountain range to my east, to our east, and the, the sunsets are these purple hues and there's rainbows. Out. Oh, you can't see that from where you are, can you? Well, take my word for it. Take my word for it. You just have to take my word for it. Who wants to take your word for anything? You didn't want to take anyone's word for it. You've got jealousy in you. You've got cynicism in you. Don't kid yourself. You're immortal. Don't go thinking you're evolved. Right? Stop it. So what, what you realize is with every floor you go up, the price you exact is huge. And you want to go down and tell everybody, oh my, and they're going to go like this, la, 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 la. Because nobody wants to hear that any more than you want to hear anyone from the above floors. You don't want to hear that. Especially if someone you love got there first. You don't want to hear that. You don't want to hear them go up to the two floors above and then come down and say, I'm having the most incredible experiences on the inside and it's causing me to reevaluate my values and what's important to me, which may include you and your position in my life. You don't want to hear that. You would like to think you're in charge of all matters of consciousness and all people in your life and their matters of consciousness, that you are at the wheel And that's just not the way it is. So this business of ascending in consciousness is, you have to understand, is one that 
is terrifying for people around, terrifying for you. Um, it's, it's, and the reason is because we, what this is all about is the journey of seeing clearly, of understanding the way the world actually is, like this. When you live on the first floor, the first floor is literal. What you see is the way it is. What you read is the way it is. So if the Bible says the world was created in six days, you better believe it was. Six days. Because that's what it says. And if it says this, that's what it means. So the first floor is a floor of literalness. Literal. If you said to someone on the first floor, but symbolically, what? What? Don't you get the meaning in this symbolically? No, it says six days. Don't you get that this was symbolic of something? These are stories representing power in that people needed to, to find a way to, to order the universe according to power so they came up with myths. With what? That does not... That doesn't work here. This is a world down here where everything is physical, literal. That's just the way it is. In this world, things are right or wrong, up or down, good or bad, win or lose. It's a world of polarities. There's no middle ground. That's how this world is here. That's how this world settles every battle. Hammurabi's code, you hit me, I'll hit you. That's how this world functions. The idea that you would have situation ethics, that you could have some kind of discussion about not all issues are resolved in the same way. The same issue might need a discussion depending on how it happened depending on why it happened, circumstances soften right or wrong, good or bad. What are you talking about? Well, things are relative. Then there's the word subjective. This is very subjective. Your, your, your way of seeing things in my way are all the way. This is relative. Reality is behind your eye, not in front of it. What are you talking about? That is a perception that's up here. And someone might say, I'm not going up there. That's too high a truth for me. I don't want to go there. I don't want to go there. I don't like this idea that my, what I think and what you think is two different, are two different realities. That's too much for me to cope with because then I can't control what you think. You're on your own then. And I'm on my own. Whereas if we're down here, everybody has to believe the same thing. And that's a great control mechanism. So if you stray from what everybody's agreed to believe, everybody gets to get you. See how that works? Yeah, Dalian, what a great analogy, using a building with different floors and everyone has different views but lives in the same building and 
you know, uh, definitely helps to kind of give you some perspective. It's like, yeah, the guy next to you may live that you see in the lobby may live on the bottom floor and he doesn't see the ocean and that's okay. It's part of where his, uh, his place is in the overall, um, you know, the overall structure, the overall plan for that building and, and how he's contributing to, uh, living there is not, does not involve seeing the ocean. So you don't got to, uh, force a surfboard down his throat. <laughs> yeah, it's such a cool analogy, really, Brandon. I, I found that the talk was really engaging for uh, really that that reason, to, to use that analogy and explain how it can be such a leap in consciousness, really, to go from one floor to the ho- of the house to the next and to go from that really pretty massive realignment in, in paradigm from this consensus reality of like, you know, things are either one way or if they're not, then we need to figure out how to make him that way, essentially, by consensus sort of, you know, beating it into each other's brains that, you know, either you agree with the consensus or you're somehow outside of it. Yeah. We may call you crazy, a heretic or whatever. Right. So it's it's pretty uh, revealing to, you know, have it put in such stark terms and then to realize that that's sort of the dynamic, really, but that, yeah, if with that being the case, and it's going to be difficult for you to, as, as she was explaining, to go down a floor after you've ascended, right? So, you know, assuming you're living in an apartment complex, for example, or an apartment building, and you move into floor one initially, and then you somehow move into a, a place that's in the second floor. So you may have to actually, even I'm think as I'm thinking, you will have to travel to go from the ground floor to your floor and you may have to, you know, cover that distance really. It can be possibly even a little bit exhausting traversing that mm-hmm. terrain, right? But if you're on the ground level, um, there can be some comfort in just staying put really. And yeah. not, 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 you well, know, there's nowhere to you have up. to go, right? Yeah. And I think it's an interesting point that she makes, you know, the higher you go, the less the neighbors are interested in what you see. And uh, I would, I, I'd say in my own experience that certainly can can be the case. Uh, not in all cases, but yeah, you know, we all, especially when you're residing in the bottom floor, there's more sort of, uh, separation and, um, you know, competition and egoic sort of consciousness. So it's like, Oh, hold on. No, you can't be quote unquote ahead of me. And there is no really ahead. It's just different perspectives and it's all, it is all proper and has its place in the grand scheme. So there is no better, just different, you know, and different based off of what sort of perspective you want to have of the world and what you want to create and experience in the world. Mm-hmm. And so- I, just, I just had an interesting insight, Brandon, what you said made me think it's true. Uh, when we're on that bottom floor there may be more of us there because humanity's i guess ascending right so we're ascending from a realm of gross physicality where um, right that dualistic thinking and separation consciousness are so prevalent right so we are on or you could say the bulk of humanity is on that bottom floor or the bottom level and steeped in separation consciousness but there's a certain kind of unity and a certain kind of comfort in belonging to that group uh, and it's you know i mean i hate to we're, use words like these really, uh, but uh, the sort of sheeple mentality, right? There's right. certain comfort in being that even though it's separation based, but at least you're part of that group, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. It makes me think of so much in our, our world that's backwards about, you know, things that have been, you know, from, you know, marijuana is evil. It's like hemp is like the most useful 
plant, healing plant, useful plant on the planet, you know, things like that that have are starting to get turned upside down, thank goodness. Um, right side but, up. You know, yeah, yeah, right side up. Yeah, thank you. Um, but I think of people like my mother who's like, you know, her whole life, it's like, oh, that's evil, evil. And really now she's just starting to realize like, hold on, maybe I've been lied to my whole life, you know, and there's so much of that that's going on. So it, it is an exciting time and it is an exciting time for for those of us, you know, who are sort of uh, leveling up in floors to uh, to want to share and bring people along, just just remember it's it's okay to you can you can lead the horse to water, but don't try and force them to drink. It's uh, kind of not uh, really going to work out anyway, right? It's, exactly. Yeah, the horse won't drink. Exactly. It'll probably kick you. <laughs> yeah. That too. So, uh, well, Dalian, that gets down to it for today. Uh, what do you have in way of uh, some musical stylings to leave the good listeners with? Well, I found uh, a track, a tasty track by an artist called Tor, T-O-R. Mm-hmm. And uh, this song is uh, a bit older. Uh, it's from a 2012 release by Tor, but uh, so tasty, called The Thickness. Ah, enjoy. And before we check out the musical tastings for today, I would like to add this podcast is definitely a labor of love for Dalian and I. So if you have enjoyed this positive download from our hearts and minds to yours, please take a minute, give us a rating or review on iTunes since iTunes is the holy grail of all things podcasting. Uh, your good reviews help us to reach more listeners. Also, we would be extremely appreciative if you would tell your friends and family about the show. Our sincere intent with the Positive Head podcast is to spread positivity to the world because, well, because we're selfish, quite honestly. Uh, I say that jokingly, but really only halfway joking. I'm referring to the good kind of selfish based on the knowing that we all get what we give in this life because when we give, we're actually always giving to extensions of self since we're all really one in the same consciousness, just in different bodies. So if you want to be a good selfish along with us by helping to spread the positivity, by all means, please proceed to shout about the Positive Head podcast from your rooftop. <laughs> Otherwise, as you continue on your fabulous journey in this 3D reality, be sure to remember this. As long as you ain't dead, you're already positive ahead. Journey well, everyone, and thank you for being.